on this episode of Resi Week, Smart Home Monopoly Legislation Edition, and RTI Goes Certified. All this and more on this episode of Resi Week. The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. This is Resi Week, episode 281, Smart Home Monopoly. Support for AV Nation is brought to you by Peerless AV, driving technology through innovation. Welcome to this episode of Resi Week. This is your weekly roundup of all the latest news and stories for the residential AV industry. I'm your host, Matthew Scott for avnation.tv. And this week, I'm pleased to be joined by three of my close friends. First, we have Mr. Joe Whitaker. He is the CEO of Thoughtful Integrations. How are you doing, Joseph? Doing good. Glad to be back on the show. Talk about cool stuff. Cool stuff. to Oh, dude, we have legal stuff. We have government affairs. It's going to be a blast. That's how we tee these shows off. Then we have uh, Jim Koning. He is the National Sales Director for RTI, or Remote Technologies, Inc. How you doing, Jim? Doing fantastic. Thanks, Matt. Thank you for being here. And last but certainly not least, my good friend, Mr. Jason Knott. He's the Chief Content Officer at CE Pro. How you doing, Jason? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, Matt. Oh, thank you for being here. All right, gentlemen, let's kick this off with a story that comes to us from CE Pro. Google and Amazon uh, are in a smart home monopoly problem that's being attacked in Congress. The Senate Judiciary Subcommittee on Antitrust uh, has a hearing and it's warning Amazon and Google of their growing monopoly in the smart home. Uh, also invited to the party was Sonos's legal counsel. Uh, read through the article from Jason. It, it's a fantastic article covering a lot of stuff that honestly really matters to us, not only as an industry, uh, but just as stinking people. Um, Canada hasn't done anything on this yet. Otherwise, I'd give you the Canadian side as well. But for now, we're going to stick with the U.S. side. Joe, let me let me start with you on this. There is a lot of conversation about this. And obviously, uh, Senator Kobachar and uh, Mike Lee out of Utah, uh, both of them have uh, made a pretty strong push on this. Do you see any legislation, that was awesome, legislative action uh, coming out of this? Because we know that, you know, Google and Amazon have locked this up. They make it very easy at times to work with, uh, but they also lock things out. Do you see any sort of legislative action coming from this that is at all effective? Or is this another you know, Facebook is bad Senate hearing. You know, I would hope so. I would hope, you know, there have been, you know, there's been legislation for monopolies before this has happened before this, this, this is nothing new. It's just a new area of it. Um, however, over what they're arguing with now and the people who are arguing, no, I don't. I don't. They're, they're, they're totally barking up all the wrong trees. All it's going to take is one good lawyer to go, Oh, your first thing is privacy concern with people, you know, selling off your shopping rights and your favorite stuff and all that stuff. Dude, everybody already gave that. I've said this a billion times. You already gave that away on Facebook 10 damn years ago. They know where you live, what kind of car you drive, what you like to eat, where they know how many kids you have, what kind of diapers they use. You already put it out there. They're not selling anything new. That privacy is already extinct. 
unless you walk around your house and you say your social security number in front of a Google device or, or an Amazon device. It's already gone, poof. And then you got who's arguing, right? You got Sonos. Sonos is saying, oh yeah, you know, they're doing this and that. And well, Sonos is just as guilty. Like we were talking about before the show, they're the only ones that can use Apple Music. I'm sure they understand what being a monopoly is like. So, like, you know, let's just let's just call it like it is. Are we gonna see legislation? I highly doubt it. Because their arguments are old. They're tired. We've already seen them. You could shoot holes through them all day long. You know, it, it's it's but if they keyed on into the major things, which they have a little bit on, um, you know, stifling um, um, creativity and new technologies and innovation, well, absolutely. Undercutting the quality speaker guys by basically giving, okay, now okay, now you've got arguments. I mean, way back in the day, for those that are old enough to remember it, we know Southwestern Bell, good old Ma Bell did that a long time ago. That's how they got half of the nation's telephone service back in the telecom days. It's happened. Use those things, not the, you know, these silly, why is Sonos even there? I don't get it. Um, other than the sales portion and stifling, you know, innovation. No, I don't. I don't think there's going to be legislation. Not with the current arguments, but there should be. All right. Jim, one of the things that, or, or one of the quotes that I really was pulled to was from uh, Kobachar, where she said, you should not have to choose which devices you want based on whether or not they play nicely with Google or Amazon's digital assistant, or whether Google or Amazon has locked them into an inclusive contract. It, is this one of those things that really shows to the public, if the public's watching this, which let's be honest, they're, they're not, but they should be. <laughs> so if they were watching this, is this something that that shows just how difficult it can be to work with, you know, Google or Amazon in in these types of terms? Uh, I, I don't know to what extent RTI has has gone down that road, uh, but I'm I'm sure you've at least had a conversation. It, are they that hard to deal with? Are they that uh, as ruthless as we we think? Yeah, it, it's hard to say. Uh, when you look at the entire you know, control automation space, and you ask any manufacturer, what is your Achilles? And every one of them is going to say drivers. You never have enough drivers, right? There's too many products. We can't hire enough engineers, right? We don't have the, the, the B's and T's and the deep pockets like you know, the rest of these guys do. So we're always struggling to keep up with what's going on. Their speed of you know, releasing integrations and changes is really what makes this industry uh, struggle overall is just trying to keep up with the change but the more they do this the more the the players in the space double down you know we're the reason why a system can have you know a different front door camera from the cameras from the thermostat in the home you know the reason we exist is to say you know let us be your interface into all things technology so our you know these companies exist in the control automation space to kind of bridge that gap and, you know, in some ways I kind of look at this and say, well, I hope they don't figure out the legislation because that's part of our secret sauce and why we continue to <laughs> thrive and succeed. But I think it, the underlying core, you know, of this is, I mean, it's kind of like toll roads. Like, why do those exist, right? They're, they're always going to exist. Uh, people aren't going to push back. And as long as we keep bridging it, we're covering up for, you know, some of these fallacies and monopoly. And there's a whole core of people out there that just want to hire the guy or gal and say, come take care of these problems for me. I just want to buy these products. I want them to work in my home. 
but I really don't want to mess with the technology side. So if anything, what they're doing is driving more customers, you know, to custom installers to solve these problems. But, you know, Joe, we know what it does for you and your company, right, from a complexity and, and challenge perspective. And, and again, that's where behind the scenes, while we adopt and engage and, you know, we, we kind of want these customers coming in, it really makes the complexity uh, of our systems go up. It reduces reliability overall because sometimes these are band-aid solutions we have to put together. So at the end of the day, it would be really nice if there was a spirit of cooperation. You know, they would engage, and we and we hope they do it voluntarily. Uh, we've seen APIs that are just you know not well thought out, not well integrated. Uh, the integrator gets blamed for it, right? And the control system gets blamed for something that the the parent companies here that we're talking about really are the ones that control what information we can get from them. And the customers don't understand. So the education aspect of this, while like we were talking about earlier, this battle's kind of political. Customers and people really aren't paying a, a close attention. Uh, it would be nice if there was a way to create more awareness around this problem uh, because it, it, ultimately the, the CI channel won't be able to change this. It's going to take consumers. Uh, when you look at the new uh, Apple iOS update, right, how many people opted into the privacy challenges? If you put the power in the people's hands in mass, they can, they can affect change. Uh, but us as an industry, all we can continue to do is, is try to take these different you know, disparate systems and, and give the customer a complete system that they're looking for. It's tough. You know, to, to Jim and Joe's point, the interesting part about this is the smart home part of this, this antitrust conversation was only a sliver of what they're talking about. And so the, the potential... Like Joe says, if those if they're having those just isolated arguments just on the smart home space, because if you saw, you know, Google and Amazon were like, hey, we write drivers, we work with third party companies, it's open, we're not doing any of this. But um, now, granted, I get part of it was probably some political grandstanding, which takes place in these hearings. If you watch the video, it was clearly some of that. But um, really? <laughs> Are you sure? Hey, only in the U.S. does that happen, Matt. Never happens uh, in Canada. It. Sorry. Um, but it was interesting because um, uh, they used some very specific examples of, for example, she talked about, Klobuchar talked about the vertical integration of a smart refrigerator that would allow you only to purchase your food from Amazon Fresh or Whole Foods. And so I think, to Jim's point, if it gets to the consumer level, when, that, when you start getting into people's food choices, it's a lot more uh, consumer you're going to get a lot more consumer motivation than you are when you're talking about smart home isolation products. So um, it was also interesting to me, you know, whether there's, there's any real legislation that should come from this. I didn't know this when I was looking at this, that France banned free shipping. The, the country of France banned free shipping because Jeff Bezos recognized that Shipping was the pain point for people that would was preventing them from buying online, was the cost of shipping, which is why he created Amazon Prime, to eliminate the free shipping. France has eliminated free shipping and in order to um, help their retail business, and supposedly it's working. So, you know, is there some sort of isolated thing that can be done versus the breakup, like standard oil breakup? that happened, you know, with the Rockefellers back then, who knows, but can there be some sort of other isolated pinpoint type of legislation that might work? Maybe. Jason, do you think it's, cause I I'm with you. I don't ever see as much as they want to grandstand. No one's breaking up Facebook. 
No one's breaking up Google. No one's breaking up Amazon. It just, it's, they're too big. But do you see the pushback from really the privacy side, uh, to, to Joe's point of essentially forcing these companies to go the route of with that connected fridge, right? Rather than pre-selecting Whole Foods, forcing them to offer a variety of choices without debuting their own first. Because that, that's a huge issue with Amazon Basics in general, right? Is they create, they find something that's selling very well, and then they create a version of it under the Basics brand and ship it out. Yeah, I mean, the example that Sonos used in their testimony was Google Photos. Like mm -hmm. Google came in and they basically killed every competitor with Google Photos and then turned around and charged a fee based upon if you had a certain amount of storage uh, uh, compatibility. So they eliminated the competitors and then they said, okay, and Sonus's argument was that's what they're going to do to the smart home space. They're going to kill off as many competitors as they can and then they're going to start charging fees for access of your voice control to your RTI system or to your Sonos or whatever it might be. So, um, um, you know, to your point, I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a very complex issue and I'm not sure where it's going to end up, but, um, it's, I, it's something that integrators need to be certainly aware of and be able to talk from the privacy standpoint. Mm -hmm. But I think to your point on the privacy until it gets to something like, like I said, food or something that has a little more emotional reaction than your selection of your lighting control system, yeah. uh, you know, then it's not going to really motivate um, the consumers. So we got to get, maybe they've got to get the super left wing uh, element of the Democratic Party behind some behind this, and then something will happen. I don't know. <laughs> Matt, I wanted to add one really quick thing, because Jason said something that, you know, it's just to me, sometimes politics and legislation is mind boggling to me. You know, all it took was like just for and, you know, actually, you're going to want to snip what I'm going to say and send it to the Senate. So we could say, you know, Mr. or Mrs. Senator, all you have to do is ask Google, why doesn't my Nest thermostat work with my insert here rti restaurant control for savant system and then ask amazon why does and don't take this wrong ring because you know i love you but why doesn't my ring doorbell work with any of these other automation systems because guess what each and every one of those senators they have a restaurant control for savant or rti system they are first-hand knowledge of the brokenness of it but none of them pose the question that affects their own household mind-boggling let me hold on though. Let me let me pull that thread for a minute. Um, we're we're not going to get to anything. Uh, but let me pull that thread for a second. Is that not an inherent part of just our channel in general, though? As much as you know, RTI or Control Four or Crestron have worked really hard to bring in a, multiple things together. It's been people in the industry that make all these other devices work. Is there any major mainstream device in our industry that's designed to work with anything else? It took years for TVs to be able to actually turn up the volume on a receiver. Come on. TVs took a while to get there, but smart thermostats came out. They were smart thermostats. We knew they were smart. They already had an app way before a TV did. So, I mean, that technology was already there. But it's not RTI's fault. It's not, you I'm know, not the, saying the, it is. 
it's it's these these broken, locked, impossible to use, non-released APIs that are owned by the Nest or by the Google or by the yeah yeah yeah. Open your sandbox up, dude. Let us play too. All right, all right. Let's change topics before I really go down a a dark hole. Uh, this is a, a an RTI conversation, which I'm really happy to have Jim here for. Uh, but we don't have a story for it yet, so bear with us. Um, Jim, RTI is in the process of making some some pretty big changes for RTI uh, as far as, dare I say, kind of how you guys go to market. Can you give an overview of the, the move to, I, I want to call it certified. I don't know if that's the right term, uh, but I kind of want to call it, you know, a certified program. Um, can you give us a, a quick overview of what that, you know, move is going to look like and how it how it affects RTI and how it affects existing and, and prospective RTI dealers. Absolutely, Matt. Yeah, thanks for asking. Uh, you know, RTI obviously has been in the business you know, almost 30 years. Uh, massive dealer base. I, you know, I talk to dealers, and it's really hard to find someone who's you know, never touched an RTI product. Uh, your software's in the you know, CD Hall of Fame. It's been out there. It's a cornerstone. It's a staple of the industry. Uh, you know, we'd even gamble and bet and say we probably sell more handheld remote controls than a you know, couple companies combined. Uh, when it comes down to it. Uh, you know, we had a new management uh, team come in last year, led by Joe Roberts, and you know, Joe is extremely customer-centric. And when I say customer, we're kind of referring to the dealer base because this is one of those things like they say, if you take care of your employees, they'll take care of your customers. Well, you know, we really see our, our partners in the dealer space you know, kind of as our employees, meaning you know, if we take care of them, ultimately the, the end clients will be taken care of uh, in a much better fashion. So uh, internally we say, you know, our compass must be pointed towards customer. And part of that campaign, I started just by listening to dealers, I actually started posting a link on the dealer forums saying I welcome, you know, 30 minute, 60 minute conversations with our dealers. And, you know, me coming on board last year, that was the first thing I did. I just kind of sat back and listened to not just my team who has been there, you know, five plus years. It's, I want to hear from the dealers. I want to hear from them what matters to what they're looking for. And unanimously, everyone came back and said, you know, there's a perception. And sometimes we realize that, you know, perceptions are realities. Uh, in the absence of information, this is what I say is new religions get formed, right? Because you can't explain the origin or whatever, right? So it, part of it was just getting dealers to understand or getting us to understand, you know, what mattered to the dealers. Uh, timing, COVID was just hitting. Uh, we saw a lot of adaptation to the way, you know, dealers go to market. And one of the things that we looked at overall was how do we make our dealer onboarding experience better, better yet best in class. And that's really what started this project. The focus was really on how do we make it best in class? And while our distributor partners and our company were doing training, we have a massive LMS database we're actually redoing right now and updating to make it even larger. One of the things that really wasn't, I guess, uh, part of that was a true certification program. And we all know what certifications do, right? They level the playing field, they establish you know, consistency and predictability and that type of thing. So we're going to give the dealers, A, first off, what they asked for. We're going to give them some certifications, the certificates, uh, the sense of being. We're going to update the dealer locator and honor those certifications on there so when a customer and client looks at it, uh, they can see their credentials. Uh, but big ones, uh, you know, we have some longstanding dealers. And you know, the ability to show that they're you know, a 10-year dealer, uh, fantastic recognition. So you know, part of this is really dealers want to be recognized amongst you know, the competitive you know, part of the consumer side. So we're going to basically uh, give them those. And part of you know, where we're driving, I guess you could call it certification to the dealer, 
is we're also making it a lot simpler for dealer onboarding in some ways. And what I mean by that is, you know, going through the COVID side, you know, I was just driving up the toll road here in Dallas yesterday, coming back from Austin and looked over and I saw all the four lease signs, you know, all this commercial real estate. You know, talking with dealers, you hear, you know, companies are downsizing. So there's going to be a build out. Most of them are just waiting to, you know, when am I going to spend my money and you know, do this build out in this new facility. But, you know, companies are going to move. There's going to be a nice commercial resurgence. I've talked to some dealers. They said, you know, they're kind of lining up their fall books at this point uh, from a project perspective. But uh, one of the things we're going to lead with is basically kind of a uh, you know, single room solution selling. But ours is really going to be based on single room solution selling, both residentially and commercially. And I think this is a missing part of what's going on in our industry right now is, you know, the resi commercial buzz is coming up. We've all seen the multiple articles. Joe did an interview with uh, Jason about your know, resi commercial, and we're going to be focusing on how to do single room solutions with RTI with a heavy emphasis on, you know, just basic media rooms, which is very popular right now. Uh, we just saw the home theater announcement, you know, uh, 82%, you know, kind of surge in, in demand for home theater right now. We're going to capitalize on some of that by making it easier you know, for dealers to pick up RTI. Yeah, and what I mean by that is, you know, most companies these days in control automation want you to pack up your guys and come spend a week with them, right? Spend multiple days. It's a huge buy-in, huge commit. And we're looking at this thing saying, our dealers are asking us to make it easier. So what we've actually done is we actually took our product line. We're going to kind of split it into two phases, you know, single room residential, single room commercial. And then the rest is all going to be your whole home, you know, full commercial uh, type of product solutions. And if you give me your, your installers for half a day, I can have them up and running on RTI, single room, residential, and commercial. And to us, that's the big win. That's what dealers are looking for. They're saying, Jim, don't make me pack up my team for a week and get them trained. Make it easier pathway. So we're going to kind of focus them on the single room solutions. So part of that also, as you say, certification, what this will mean is dealers uh, you know, buying through distribution will have to have the proper credentials in order to buy those single room solutions. If you're only single room solutions certified, it means you won't have access to the additional products in the whole home category without taking additional training and certifications from there. So the over, overarching goal here is, A, in some ways, reduce and simplify that initial onboarding process. You'll give the dealers what they're looking for. But then also for some dealers, that might be where they stop. They may just say, hey, I'm good here. I don't need additional products. But for the additional ones, now you can finish off the next two days and get yourself to the to your, you know, second level, uh, get access to the full product line from there. Uh, I've put new inside sales team in place. Uh, we go through all of our leads and vet every single one at this point. Uh, so that's something else that we've taken control over is making sure that you know, the dealers that will represent the brand are here to stay. Uh, they have skin in the game and they're out there representing you know, our manufacturers as best they possibly can in the world. Yeah, that's awesome. So, Jim, let me ask a question. Do you see this expanding or contracting the dealer base for RTI? I know companies that have done this and you know they look at a guy who's like oh i i'm a i'm an ex-company dealer and then they look and the guy did one system six years ago you know right. he, he's not really committed to the brand and that sort of guy like look if you're really committed to the brand you've got to take the certification and we want you to do more volume you know or you're not going to be one of our certified dealers or the ease of use as you said they're able to get in now and be able to do it quicker do you see it expanding or is it kind of the answer both I think it's all of the above. We have some dealers that, you know, uh, call TechSport that, you know, could use some additional training. I don't think there's ever a cap on the amount of training you can receive. You know, part of this is we want to have, want dealers to have the best experience. So I think that if this is done correctly, 
Uh, you know, we're going to maintain all the system design and all the tech support done by us. We're not going to you know, push this off onto our distribution partners to maintain. This is something we're going to handle in-house with relationship. So you know, not segregating the customers on how they get their support. You know, we just simply want to provide the product to where they want to shop and buy. Uh, but the big thing for us is making sure that the dealers you know, meet that minimum bar of excellence. There will be some buy commitments. You know, there is a startup kit that they have to invest in. Uh, we've already seen you know, probably 40% of the inquiries be turned away because they just refused to at least buy a kit, which is what we see as the minimum. You know, how do you program and test something before you put it in the customer's home if you don't have product to actually use yourself or live with? Mm-hmm. So we kind of drew, you know, drew a line in the sand saying this is like the minimum bar of entry. We initially see that there's probably going to be a surge of new dealers coming on board uh, from that side of it. I know there's dealers waiting in the wings that say, well, when you tighten some things up, we'll actually join RTI. Uh, we have a feeling we'll lose some dealers in the process. Of course, the net overall you know, gain that we're looking for is uh, I would rather shrink to grow. You know, I pruned my peach trees this spring, and part of that process of pruning is, right, you've got, you've got to take the growth in order to prepare for new growth. Uh, you have to make changes, and no change is ever popular. Uh, so this is kind of an evolution of what we've already done. Uh, you know, guys like Joe, guys like Matt, you know, doing RTI, uh, we'll put in pass for them to test out of and, and basically not have to take the additional certification. So we're going to recognize the guys who have the experience and let their experience be, you know, kind of your sign off in terms of what you're doing in the field. Uh, but our big goal is making sure that dealers, when they go into the field, they know the products, they know how to you know, present it correctly so they don't have an issue where they walk away and it leaves a bad taste in the customer's mouth for someone else to, to come take over. You know, it's really about making sure the dealers are armed with all the tools that they need. So that, that's kind of our pride and passion. And we all know that people buy from people, you know, hands down, mm-hmm. right? The longest any relationships in this business that buy from control companies are the ones, once people have a habit, everybody wants to be the Regis Philbin, let me use a lifeline and phone a friend. When you hit the wall and you have an absolute problem, if you don't have a name in your phone that you can call on a late night or a weekend, you don't support that product for very long. Yeah. And that's something that's completely different about what I see why dealers will stay with RTI is the customer presence and the dealer presence and that relationship we're building with our customers. That's what we want. And I think that's what's going to make this really different than the ebb and flow we've seen in the past is it's all factory people providing the support. We're still going to partner with our distributors who want to provide an additional layer of support. But ideally, it's building those relationships and making sure the dealers have resources and tools, which is what we feel is going to set this program apart. Jason, do you do you see? Because this is kind of the, to my knowledge, this is the, the last, uh, manufacturer that really had a full line that was available previously with with, essentially no no restrictions. You could call your local RTI distributor and just buy anything, and you know again a, a lot of times that worked out really well. Occasionally that didn't work out well. <laughs> is, is this is this part of the continual growing up of the the industry that we keep seeing? Yeah, and you know, I mentioned other companies I know speaking specifically, I can recall Sim2 doing this on the projector side and I know Crestron did this um several years back um where they looked at their their dealer base and said, you know, you're not really a committed integrator if you did one system 7 years ago. You know, and mm-hmm. ultimately, it ended up, I, and from what both com- of those companies have told me, it actually helped improve because they got a more solidified dealer, highly better, highly trained um, 
dealer base behind them. Um, you know, it's it's tough to say because you know there's still so many integrators that do not buy direct. You know that that are, that are dependent upon the distribution uh, arm of this industry, which is a whole nother conversation. I think you and I have talked about it, Matt, about how many distributors have gone out of business in the last couple of years, which is a shocking yeah. number. Um, so the channel is definitely changing from that standpoint too. So um, I'm not the expert to be able to 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 predict on where that's going to head ultimately. Joe, is this? Because personally, I love this, both as somebody who, who follows the industry, but also as an RTI dealer myself. Um, I'm, a big, I'm a big fan of it. Uh, but I think this is something that is needed more throughout the industry. And what I mean by that is, is a push to see more and more manufacturers, I, I don't want to say force their, their dealers into some level of certification or, or training or a credential. Uh, but this is something that just personally continually boggles my mind because you walk into a customer's home and they hate something. It, it doesn't really matter what it is, but they hate some tech product that's in their home that was sold to them by somebody who just doesn't really know what they're doing with it. What's it going to take for the the majority of the channel to get to that point well you know it's i always look at it as another method of vetting right you know you when you vet your mm -hmm. integrators or your dealers and I, i've worked through a lot of training stuff with manufacturers in the past and have always really liked the certification mo uh you know that model it it's it works it's a good way to vet because at some companies you'll never get somebody you'll never get one of your guys to be able to get higher than a tech, uh, like a tech level one. He just, he can't make the cut to two or whatever the case may be. It's a good way to actually have that vetting instead of like Jason said, you know, the guy that's still on the dealer locator, he's only sold one in six years. Or there's that one guy who's like sold like a hundred thousands of them and they all suck. Um, and all of his customers are pissed off, but the manufacturer never looks at it because they just see the dollars and they don't have a certification program. So it kind of hits both both sides of it. Um, what I really like about RTI doing this is RTI's always had one thing really always going for them. They're not everything to everybody, but they are that one thing. Like they're really good at what they do. And they don't try to get off in other people's weeds. They really don't. They stick with what they know and they're really damn good at it. You can't say that a lot about a lot of other manufacturers, and all four of us here know one really, really big, used to be back in the day, the biggest thing on the planet, and they totally destroyed themselves because they wanted to start being everything to everyone. Um, I'm not going to say who they are, but they OEM a lot of remotes for people. Um, so, you know, we've, we've seen people do this before. But now RTI is stepping up and saying, okay, and, and, and I will be interested to see, um, later on you're going to have to tell me how those dealer numbers work out, like, you know, after six months. Because I do think that there'll be some, you know, some cutoff of those guys, but I think you're going to get a lot, you know, I think personally RTI is going to get a lot of recognition for this by stepping up to the bat because... You know, for the last year, people have been locked in their houses, and they, they've started to realize how some things in their house they thought were cool actually suck. 
So, you know, making those people certified and having to have a cutoff of you are good enough to take this product out into the wild and make, you know, happy and satisfied clients and customers versus just I can go to five different distributors in my city and buy any piece or part I want. Um, that model is is changing. I mean, I could say for us, I could think of like two brands that we still do through distribution. Everything is direct now or everything requires a certification or, you know, a, a straight on dealer agreement. We don't hardly do any even anymore. So, you know, I do think it's going to have a massive effect, but I do think what's going to come out of the other side is going to be amazing. Yeah, man, if I could clarify that, too. Your goal is not to send the John Deere letters out to everyone saying it's been nice, it's been real, it's been fun, but it hasn't been real fun. That is in no way, shape, or form any uh, intent of ours. You know, part of ours is uh, grandfathering the majority of our dealers in. You know, day one, our legacy dealers were all grandfathered in the program. And eventually what we want to do is encourage them. You know, think about, uh, let's say, self-regulated businesses, but think of electrical contractors and plumbers. They're all regulated, right? The last thing anyone on this call and our dealers want to talk about is letting the government come in and start regulating our low-voltage business, right, which in some states have to deal with it. But from our perspective, we also see this as part of that self-governing, self-regulating. You know, as a full you know, control automation manufacturer, we have a responsibility to this industry to make sure we're putting people on the street that will deliver the type of reputation that makes our customers want to put this in their second, third, fourth, and fifth homes throughout their lives. So we also feel very pressured on that side of it saying, we need to meet the bar of, of what's out there. We need to elevate our dealers as well. And part of that is making sure that you know, dealers are part of the process, see the same things we see. You know, it's why network people become certified, you know, exuding that prowess. So we're, th this is a process that will, you know, this is why we were talking about earlier, no real you know, deep details in terms of a date. This is phasing in. We're, we're not in a hurry. Mm -hmm. We're not going to flip a switch tomorrow make this thing happen. This will phase in over the rest of this year, parts of 2022. We're always going to do the right thing on behest of the customer and the dealer, making sure that we take care of business. We're not going to cut these guys off from Texport. It's, and I said, there is no letter going out in the mail saying, I'm sorry. The goal is, how do I get you to elevate your game with RTI and sell more RTI? But at this point in time, I said, we have no intention of, of kind of looking back upon our dealers and, and shedding anyone. Uh, and if a guy wants to buy from us one time a year, we're actually still going to entertain that. Uh, we don't have an issue. What I will do, though, if, if at 12 months they aren't buying, I will force them through kind of a CEU-style course to re-up and make sure their education is complete. But we have no intention of really parting ways with the guys that brought us to the party. Uh, we plan to continue to grow our business. And if it means they buy from me once every 10 years, hey, I'll still talk to the guy. And, you know, come on over, see us at the booth at Cedia. Well, we'll show you what's new about that. And our big goal, too, is to earn their business. You know, there's a reason mm -hmm. why some people don't buy from companies but once a year and the big one is that customer service experience we're, we're, we're gonna we're, we're tripling down across the board we want to earn the business from those dealers and again by making sure that we maintain control of tech support as well as you know system design assistance from programming and software we also feel like this program is going to elevate us because we're going to earn additional business not just catering towards the commercial space where we've got a great prowess, right? But it's about making the dealers more successful as well. So we, we see this as a lift, lift, you know, positive all around. Yeah, it's fantastic. All right, gentlemen, let's leave it there. Thank you so much for joining us. Jason, if people want to connect with you, learn more about CE Pro, where can they do that? Uh, obviously, they can go to www.cepro.com. They can also follow me on Twitter at Jason W. Not. Thank you, sir. Jim, thank you for joining us. If people want to connect with you, learn more about RTI, where can they do that? 
jim.koenig at rticontrol.com. Happy to book time and have a one-on-one session with them as well. Uh, please visit me. Awesome. Thank you, sir. Mr. Whitaker, thank you. If people want to connect with you, learn more about Thoughtful Integrations, where can they do that? Yeah, you can always find me at joe at thoughtfulintegrations.com or check out our website, thoughtfulintegrations.com. Um, and you can still find me doing stuff with Matt and also those guys over at Cedia in certification. Excellent. Thank you all again uh, for joining us. If you'd like to connect with me, you can find me on Twitter at Matt D. Scott and pretty much every other social platform. But more importantly, please visit aviation.tv where you'll find this show as well as a wide variety of our other shows with all the verticals that we cover. When you visit the website, please take a moment to check out our supporters. We are extremely thankful for their support and ask that you check them out as well. Thanks again for watching. That's all the time we have for this episode of Resi Week. Thank you.